So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week is a sketch comedy showdown, round two, Upright Citizens Brigade versus Human Giant. My name is Jimmy, and my trips to New York City almost always involves going to a comic book store, the Nintendo store, and B&H photo. My name is Jeff, and I once stacked eight bowling balls. My name is Dan, and I've been told that square-framed glasses are slimming, which is a nice way of saying, you have a big fat face. <laughs> uh, do okay. people still wear square-framed? That seems like an early 2000s thing, like with those I thin mean, square Yeah, frames. they don't mean dramatically square. They mean like Jimmy and my shape. Oh. Like, uh, you know, they have rounded edges, but they're predominantly squared. You know what else has rounded edges? That big fat face, baby. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, the Nintendo store and the comic book store are very on brand, but what's yes. the, what's the B and H photo? Yeah. What is that? It's like a huge, like photo store or whatever they have. Um, they sell photos or photography equipment, photography equipment. Okay. Um, gotcha. it, what does the B and H stand for? Oh, man, the it's it's <laughs> no. gotta, ah, an old time square. <laughs> mark that one down. Um, no, it's, it, it's actually a big online store, but they do have a storefront in New York city and, uh, it's, it's very good. They have a lot of cool equipment. I usually always end up leaving there spending a lot of money hmm. and, very uh, cool yeah also on brand yes um yeah fellas yeah, yeah. do we have any oh hell yeah <laughs> shake that <laughs> heck yeah fellas <laughs> um uh do we have any ratings reviews emails tweets we do um jimmy i know you have another international review oh i do yeah um while you're pulling that up uh, we got a comment on one of our youtube videos uh, this is from my record collection video. Huh? Uh, we got a comment from someone uh, with the username Capono JKT, uh, who says, "Love the podcast. You guys are hilarious. Also, nice collection. I've never seen one as extensive and huge as this." I hate that. I hate that <laughs> comment. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, it's a good collection, but it's by no means extensive. No, I mean, I feel none like of ours are. We're just no. average working joes. <laughs> I feel like if you're like a young person who's not familiar with like old timey record collections, this is pretty good for mm-hmm. like the reemergence of records. But I, back in the day, ooh. I just think about my brother's record collection. I was like, well, your I brother was a professional nothing. DJ, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's it makes me. Jealous. But yeah, there's I I've <laughs> seen boxes and shit. Yeah, I've seen personal record collections that take like an entire room up. Yeah. But uh, I'm happy with the size of my record collection. I don't really want to nice. spill out of that Calyx unit that I have. That's that's too much. Yeah, I still have a ways to go. And I mean, records aren't cheap anymore. So that's uh, and I only buy what I really want. I'm not really mm-hmm. going and just digging based off of the exactly. covers. I used to do that. And since then, I've purged some of those. Like Me I'll too. bring it to Red Scroll and be like, 
I don't want these. Give me whatever store credit you want. Like, I'm not right. even picky. And they're like, I'll give you 50 bucks or whatever. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I don't, like, take chances on new records anymore. We talked about in our Radiohead episode. I will with bands that I know or artists that I know. If I haven't heard it, I'll buy a record of theirs. I do, too. But that number's very small. That's limited right, to, like, yeah. a Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. A fleet Fox. I started doing that with Willie Nelson because there's a huge you section at most places and I'm getting into him and he has like 70 albums. So are most are a lot of them worth listening to front to back, though? It's 50 50. Yeah. So some of the used ones, like the older ones, I'm like, this slaps and some I'm like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, Jim. Yes. We got another international review that we we just discovered. And I love the title of this one, man. Five stars. First of all, we only read five star reviews. That's right. Says. My fave podcast on the internet. Yeah, uh, that's very nice to hear. What, where else are you listening to podcasts? Well, they're in Canada, so they're There's mostly listening the to Canadian like, internet to like moose yeah. and like uh, trees falling down. Yeah, I don't really know that much about Canada. Maple syrup, being trees made. falling down, not just trees and wildlife. Trees falling down. Well, that's those, where they make the sound. They call those that's what they're listening to. Yeah, makers, Jim. That's right. Uh, the, the actual review says you guys make me laugh off the off to the extent that I have to turn it off when I'm working so I don't appear that I'm losing my mind. Love every episode, but my favorite parts are always just you guys riffing with each other. Love the five star Brian bit and the starry Jim bit. Keep up the good work, gang. I like that because I've listened to podcasts like that before. And to be one of those for somebody, that Aww. makes it worth it. I know. Aww. I would do this podcast just for our Canadian listener. I'm yeah. always, yeah, I'm always enjoying whenever people pick up on our little bits, like the Sorry Jim or whatever. That wasn't really a bit. That was <laughs> mostly just you guys letting me know that I have to center it somewhere. Yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> We're so good at this podcast <laughs> thing. Every week on Talk Me Into, we have a little segment called Talking Ourselves Into. If you don't want to hear it, look at the time codes on the, uh, show, in the notes. show notes and uh, skip to whatever the topic is. I don't know. It's a showdown. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, so this week, I am talking myself into, I guess I'll kind of categorize it as brainstorming. Just like little Ooh. things. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we've been talking about the podcast a lot. We've been doing a lot of behind the, th- the scene stuff and... Uh, bringing a lot of ideas to the table about this podcast because obviously it's one of my most successful things that I've ever done. I'm always Aww. looking forward to uh, making new things with this podcast, changing up the format and uh, trying to grow. Yeah. We're trying to grow and trying to do cool things with the show. So uh, that's one of them. Um, I have a couple ideas for like written projects that I want to do, like maybe a TV show or something like that. Maybe writing a pilot, getting some people together. Writing a porno. Yep, that's what I'm doing. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> I want to star in that. Oh, no. I'm not doing that, but uh, honestly, it, it just kind of comes down to brainstorming slash working on the podcast. Why do I picture you in your new video game room with your cats, like, <laughs> on your neck? Okay. Uh, sitting in front of, like, one of those weird yarn walls where, like, people yarn. go insane. Oh, yeah. Yarn and you're just like, if I do this with the podcast, then I become president. <laughs> yeah, that's where I go. I All the little threads and stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll eventually become president. Cool. Yes. Brainstorming. Yeah, brainstorming. Uh, Jeff, what are you talking yourself into? Oh, I was sorry. I was looking up human giant stuff. What am I talking myself into <laughs> this week? Oh, I remember. Hold on. I remember. Yeah, so this week... Um, actually recently 
I've been talking myself into Luke Null's Instagram stories. Don't know who that is. Me either. So just like last week, we mentioned that Tim Robinson was on SNL for one season. Luke Null was on SNL for one season. Uh, didn't make a big impression on people. Um, that's the reason why he's on for one season, I suppose. <laughs> Maybe around season 41 or so. And I recently, like somebody posted something he did on Instagram. I was like, oh, you mentioned this. I was me. like, this is funny. He's being funny. But so I subscribe to him. But now what he posts is he somehow digs into the weirdest parts of TikTok and just posts those. <laughs> so funny. what he's doing isn't even him being funny. He's just reposting. Yeah, but it's it's like highly curated. Like when you're scrolling on TikTok looking for funny stuff, you could find some stuff. Some have like three million views, but some of the stuff he's posting, it's the most cringe, like three views, weird stuff. Yeah. And it kills me. And I share all of them all the time. You guys probably don't even look at them anymore um, with everybody. I watch most of them. Yeah, but like every now and then when I see his his little circle with a rainbow around it and I'm yeah, like, oh, yes. yeah. Then I click on it and there's like 15 little bars at the top. I'm like, here we go, baby. This is going to be a really funny poop I'm taking right now. Nice. You know who's actually funny enough? Like one of my favorite TikTok people is Fantano. Like a lot of his, uh, he knows the format. He knows the audience is really funny. good. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm very not good. on TikTok. I'm not either, but I he posts them to Instagram sometimes. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, very good. It's so good. I still think the funniest TikTok I've ever seen is one that Jeff set sent, um, which is of the guy who makes the uh, sleep aid. Which is just a brick that hits him in the head. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's the guy who's like very troublesome. Yeah. I liked the one where um, it was like the the monster creating or making eggs or whatever, and then you just oh, like yeah, screeching. That was, that's really a pretty. Good that one. was that was. One they of my do favorites. a Marge and Lisa Simpson one too, and it's oh, just yeah. like so creepy. <laughs> they they started doing a Trump snake where that's they cool. put a Trump mask on their arm and dress their arm up like a snake, and he just like <laughs> slithers and eats weird things. TikTok is very strange. It's a very yeah. very weird place. Yeah, Dan, how about you? What are you talking? How about yourself you, Dan? Into? What are you talking yourself into, Dan? <laughs> Dan, what are you talking yourself into? Dan. I've been talking myself into donating books okay. um, that I haven't Ooh. been reading or whatever. Where you uh, donated them? So I donated some to my local library, but they have limitations on what they can Yeah, because I tried to do that at three libraries and they were like, no thanks. And I was like, but they're books. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest of them I donated to Goodwill. That's cool. Um, I basically just was sitting here looking at my my bookshelf and i was like hey i i want to get these comic books on here I, I i talked about that in a previous right. episode and uh i needed to make a little bit more room and i was like you know what a lot of these books i'm probably never gonna read again i went through that problem like 10 years ago i had a bunch of books from the early 2000s that were anti-george bush yeah i had a few <laughs> and i was those like myself <laughs> i will never read those again yeah, I got rid of uh, Bushisms, I think, right. which is just the thing. We talked about that on the that was, show That before. was a funny book from, like, a grocery store. Yeah. Um, also, like, I would buy a lot of books to try to understand the right and, like, the contrary opinions to my own that once I read, I was like, I don't really want this on my shelf. Like, I don't really need any Ayn Rand books. Yeah. You things don't, like you that. Don't want that. So I uh, donated those. So there's going to be a lot of people at Goodwill who are like... I'm a libertarian now. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, I mean, I what were my other options? I could have like thrown them away. Like, yeah. no, like there's books are important, guys. Still, like people should have access to affordable or free education, educational materials, just fun reading materials. So donate your books. That's, that's, that's true. I mean, say. I've definitely seen 
um, people go to Goodwills and just fill up like carts full yeah, of books, books, like teachers yeah. or you know programs right. for kids and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I have I've, I've literally had like a stack of books in my closet that I've been meaning to donate, and just haven't yet. So if yeah. you're pushing me into that direction, Dan, and also check with your friends first because you have some books that I might want to own. Okay, <laughs> if you decide to get rid of them, <laughs> I do that. I did that with my movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I need that Pacific Rim back, by the way. I didn't get that. No, you need it back. It's no, like I don't. I, I can get it back anytime. <laughs> Doesn't right, matter. I'll, I'll give it back. You need Pacific Rim. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Well, I. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> round two fellas and we're recording this at a time and we don't know what happened in round one yes so i could be very happy or very sad (laughs) who's to know uh but this week jeff and i are trying to talk jimmy into either upright citizens brigade or human giant my pick in the draft was Upright Citizens Brigade. One of my favorite sketch comedy shows of all time. Yeah, I think so. We like, both if love you it. win, I'm not going to be mad. I'll be upset because I didn't win, but yeah. I'm not going to be mad. I might even want to help you pick episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, UCB, as it's colloquially, not, uh, I didn't pronounce that right. I'm going to call it UCB a lot because it's quicker. Yeah, UCB. Um, they, they formed in 1990. They're a West Coast based. Um, sketch and improv comedy group um the original lineup was matt besser amy poehler ian roberts matt walsh adam mckay rick roman horatio sands and drew franklin a lot of big names in that yeah and adam, I know those adam mckay is more like a writer yeah he became yep, a writer a ton like, of stuff horatio yeah. sands came back and, and did um ass cat with ucb yep um so I mean, we're talking a little bit about the the sketch comedy group in, you know, in in whole. Right. But also we're focusing, I'm focusing on the Upright Citizens Brigade TV, TV show. show. Right. right. That aired for three seasons on Comedy Central. Um, that lineup was Matt Besser, Amy Poehler, Ian Roberts, and Matt Walsh. Um, so that four were sort of the core. Uh, they became... The Upright Citizens Brigade, Brigade became sort of the West Coast powerhouse of yeah. sketch and improv comedy mm-hmm. from the late 90s all the way until today, really. They right. own a few different theaters throughout the company. They teach improv and sketch comedy mm-hmm. to like up and coming comedians. Right. Like the Broad City Girls, they yep. started at UCB New York. Yep. A, a huge amount of what's popular in comedy today descends from sketch comedy. Um, as Jeff mentioned, Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson, Chris Gethard, who I love from the mm-hmm. Chris Gethard show, Paul Shear, Seth Morris. Uh, I'll be talking about Paul Shear. Andrew Daly, Ellie Kemper, Zach Woods, Aubrey Plaza. The list is like yeah. pretty. Ninja Sex Party, actually. Ninja Sex Party. Really? Yep. yep. Donald Glover. Um, lot of, lot of, a lot of big names. I saw Lauren Lapkiss at UCB in California a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Ago. It was one of like just the greatest experiences because like <laughs> it's only like ten bucks to go see a show, and they, she did improv with another uh, comedian. I forgot her name, and I was just dying. It's just like yeah. this small room. It was one of the greatest 
shows I've ever seen next to like Second City in Chicago. Mm. Yeah. So basically, like the lineage of this group, as we've just heard, has led to a lot of com- big right. comedians. They also derive from like very big lineage. They were taught by Del Close, who was a founding member of the Groundlings, mm-hmm. which is like Paul the- Rubens, Phil Hartman. Right. Yeah. The Groundlings were like the original sketch comedy group, especially like in the West Coast. So, um, right. They're an offshoot, kind of like a weird offshoot of the Groundlings. And um, specifically, the TV show came out on Comedy Central in 1998, ran for three seasons, like we said. Um, There's a lot of reoccurring gags throughout. Um, The show also has an interesting format. It's kind of like MS... Yeah, um, thank you for bringing that up. So basically, mm-hmm. there is a format to this. Like, like I'm sure you've seen little bits of the Chappelle show or things like right. that, where the format is like stand-up comedy and then goes into a sketch. And right. it's a way of setting up, kind of telling the audience what to expect. Right. Well, in UCB, they're not stand-up comedians. So the way that they intro their sketches in this background storyline that's sort of described in the opening monologue, like the theme song of the, of the show, right. is that... Uh, there's a group of non-governmental agents who exist yes. outside of space and time. I've seen this. Called yeah. the Upright Citizens Brigade. And their job is to instill chaos into civilized society. <laughs> um, so the idea, and that's sort of how they explain away why four actors are used throughout all these sketches with different right. makeup and prosthetics and right. stuff like that. Kind of funny. So they're supposed to be members of the Upright Citizens Brigade that are here to just mess with people. And incorporated in with these sketches is also man on the street stuff where they actually take these characters or these premises out and mess with real people with hidden cameras. Right. So it covers a lot of ground that sort of, I don't know, it's a very ambitious idea for a TV show. It's got a plot, it's got sketches, and it's got hidden camera stuff. And uh, yeah, I just think it speaks to your sensibilities, and I also think you appreciate Amy Poehler and a lot of these actors. Um in a big bad way. Are you picking episodes or sketches? Because there's a lot of stuff. Like that that's what's hard about this whole bracket thing. Yeah, because Upright Citizens Brigade went on for so long. Um I haven't decided exactly what I'm gonna pick. I I think I will probably maybe choose... one full episode and then random sketches. Yeah. You do? It's gonna be a combination. I think you have to with this because right. there's there's some amazing sketches that will be left out if you just pick two full episodes, but you do have to see the arc because like Mr. Show, Bob and David, there are through arcs within episodes. As Jeff referenced, they also had like reoccurring like live shows and some things that went to film like Ask Cat. Um, they also had a thing where they they tried to break the world record for the longest continually running sketch comedy show. Do you remember that, Jeff? I heard about it. I don't remember. They much. did a sketch comedy show for like three days straight or something. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to give you a little sort of a playlist. Okay. A mixture of some like probably one full episode and then multiple sketches, some, something like that. Because I do want to see, I want you to see how the structure of the show worked. Um, the group at large is so big. It would be hard. Uh, members changed all the time. It would be hard to give you really a full scope. Hopefully, if we make it through this round, I'll be able to show you even more. So this is sort of just to wet your whistle. But I think you'll like Upright Citizens Brigade because familiarity with the actors. Also, this is something that Jeff and I reference a ton in just our day-to-day <laughs> speaking. Yeah, it's just part of yeah. my vernacular like, lexicon now. So I think you'll be like, oh, that's the thing of that. 
Right. And uh, also, it informs so much comedy that you love. We talked you into Broad City. You love that. I mean, that's was produced by Amy Poehler, starred right. two members of UCB. Right. So, yeah, I think I'm going to win this category. Well, if that's your push, familiarity, human giant. We got Rob Hubel, Paul Shear, and Aziz Ansari. Oh. Um, show ran for two seasons, 14 episodes from 2007 to 2008 on MTV. And I found out about the show because at that time, MTV, not very cool. Like, you know, I was in my 20s. They stopped cool doing to us. Well, but they didn't really they weren't breaking much ground then. Like they weren't doing crazy like music stuff. They really were like Jersey Shore is good. Yeah, that, right. that's when like Jersey Shore was huge. So I wasn't aware of this show. I went to go see the comedians of comedy. <laughs> Brian Posehn, uh, mm. Patton Oswalt, Zach Galifianakis, Maria Banford, and Eugene Merman at Irving Plaza in New York City. And that tour, there were no seats. It was like just a music show. So I get there and I'm just like leaning on the stage, yeah. just like a small stage. And they had a couple openers. Um, one of them was, I always forget this guy's name. He was um, Jam from Parks and Rec. Oh, um, the dance. His his <laughs> act was great. He came out on stage, stood still, handed a piece of paper to Pat and Oswald. Pat and Oswald read his entire set while he stood there straight face. <laughs> it was funny. Um, and then this guy I never saw before comes out, Aziz Ansari, and I'm just like, all right, who's this guy? Let's get to the people I know. And Brian Posehn introduces him. And Brian Posehn, he's in Human Giant in a couple skits, but he was like a producer too. Mm. Season two was about to come out. So they played a skit before introducing Aziz. And I was like, this show looks funny. And then Aziz Ansari comes out, does this set that just like blew my mind. I was like, this guy's <laughs> funny. He might make it big. Um, and then he was in Parks and Rec. And I was like, that's the guy I saw from Human Giant. Um, John Glazer is the comedian you were referencing yes, earlier. Yes. So Human Giant is a three-piece sketch show, like I said, only 14 episodes, but it's the same style of comedy as UCB. So this is a pretty good pairing. Yeah. Um, it's it's not too crazy, but it's also not like held back by any means. Because like even though it's on MTV, like MTV was still like they kind of let them do what they wanted to do. Mm. Um, and I did hear some stuff later, like MTV said, we can't do this. And they said the idea and it was like something ridiculous, <laughs> but there's a lot of sketches on here. Like they have some sketches that are reoccurring within the episode. There's some arcs, but not nothing crazy. Like you can watch skits throughout the show and it'll be funny. You don't need to see a whole episode, but I'm going to give you the first episode of season one because it has two of my favorite sketches. Um, Paul's time machine and what the hell is the other name of one? Oh, mind explosion. So this uh, is when I've heard you this is when, before I say it all the time. This yeah. is when um, Chris angel mind freak was huge and Aziz right. and sorry. And Paul Shear play two Chris angels that are hosting <laughs> a show. Um, and I'm going to give you the last episode of season two, which I'm not going to say it now because it'll give the joke away, but there's a recurring sketch in there. That's very funny. Okay. And like, like, you know, these like Paul Shear went on to be on the league. He's done right. a bunch of stuff, bunch of podcasts. You know, Aziz, he's a big boy in comedy. I uh, later, it's so funny. The two shows I've seen him live was I was standing one foot away from him. And then I was in a stadium like within, <laughs> crazy. within five years. Yeah. Uh, he just blew up. Um, and Rob Hubel, you've definitely seen him. I know he's, the name. I don't he's been in a name. lot of things Face. that you've seen. Yeah. Um, same crew. Children's Hospital. Yeah. That's like their whole thing, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. 
So yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited for this one because I haven't seen haven't any seen, human giant. Yeah, yeah. This when I lived in my first apartment in 2008, season two had just dropped. I torrented both seasons, put them on one DVD, <laughs> and it was like cool, illegal. <laughs> it was 15 years ago, so I don't really care. Um, yeah, we I would just put it on and like at parties, and people would just die because it was so funny. They would literally literally die. I have no friends. That's why you guys right. are my only friends. <laughs> That's why I haven't <laughs> seen it because I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, he's trying to kill us off, Dan. So, Jimmy, when we come back, we're going to be spoiling Upright Citizens Brigade and Human Giant. Sure. I'm just excited to revisit Human Giant because it's one of my favorite sketch comedy shows, and it's not something I watch often. That's how I feel about UCB. I just introduced some friends to that, like, right before the pandemic started, and it was so fun. Also, I want I want to reference it because I reference yeah. it to myself, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, Crystal Pepsi, and they're like, what? Yeah, I'm always like, uh, I have the titular and the title line, and people are like, okay. Very cool. We're on round two, fellas. Sketch Comedy Showdown. Woo-woo! I'm excited to talk about these two. First one is going to be the Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah. Was very colloquially known as uh, very, UCB. Very Co- cool, colloquially, colloquially known, quickly known as UCB. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to give you a whole episode of the Comedy Central show, and then a like a collection of random clips. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time picking the whole episode. I had. I was going to say, what made you pick this episode? Um, because overall, not their best. Really, I love Master Dialectician. It's good. And I love um, it was the bulk of the episode. Yeah. So I chose season two, episode one, Master Dialectician. Jimmy, let's get right into it. It opens up with um, Amy Poehler giving birth. Nope. That is like (laughs) almost halfway through the episode. The chess scene. Oh, yeah. I I guess it is earlier on. I'm wrong. Uh, But it's Antoine versus Trotter, the chess match. Where he's decided to have his Jimmy heart stopped. Looks like yes. He has never even heard of Upright Citizens Brigade <laughs> right now. So we talked in the first half about how the Upright Citizens Brigade television show has right. an overarching storyline. Right. Yeah. Which is that, you know, they're it's here to theme. create chaos in the world. And, and these are the four agents of chaos. Right. Yeah. So uh, what did you think of this? I don't even remember it. It was so. very forgettable, I guess. I thought it was hilarious. It was funny. It wasn't anything like super clever but it's it was fun but you're right jim the first sketch is amy poehler's character giving birth to a baby yes who pops out and starts running around the room we got a runner <laughs> yeah we never see the baby but we see no. everything going around yeah just the way that it was shot and um just like everybody's like severity and obviously the funny the funniest part about it is the lore because yeah. they're like, oh, we have a runner, which means other babies are also runners. And then they like keep on like adding on to it. And they're just <laughs> like, oh, sometimes they'll sell them to people in Mexico. Yeah, so a they Mexican can doctor them. comes in and tries right. to like buy, buy the baby. He's like, yeah. my cousin, he has, runs his, a camp. <laughs> yeah. All champion runners. Yeah. And then like it, it was just very funny. And then obviously all, all hell breaks loose because they're trying to catch the baby and then the dad has like a tranquilizer gun and starts shooting random like people like the doctors and i stuff. love how he gets sucked in in the beginning and he's yeah. with the mother he's like what do you mean and the doctor's description he's like imagine the length strength of a young man in his prime with a seven pound body weight yes. it's like trying to catch a cheetah in here yeah that was very good and uh tranked somebody and then they fell directly in between amy poehler's legs i thought that was pretty funny yeah 
and uh, that was basically the end of the sketch but i thought it overall it was very strong mm-hmm. and uh it was pretty good yep and then uh we get to uh, something that reoccurs a couple times throughout this which is a bunch <laughs> of like old sports commentators sitting around yes. talking about what the greatest rivalries in history were some of them are real some of them are fictional yes this i feel like this is mostly a way to segue yeah. into other sketches right into the guy that has to box the horse. Yep. Yes, that was very good, very funny. Um, I, I don't remember a lot about it other than just the absurdity of like having to box a horse. It's full of like boxing movie cliches. Right, yeah. And um, <laughs> I do like the uh, the coach was like, in order to beat him, you got to start thinking like a horse. <laughs> Puts a giant horse head on him. Yeah. A paper mache horse head. Yeah, that was funny. That was just a really good line and that made me laugh. I also love that they're going for absurdity, but they're not going to the point of like making him be able to beat a horse because he wouldn't. Right. Yeah, like, you the wouldn't. Horse, beat a horse just kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, there was like a couple POV shots where you just see like the, the horse hoofs. <laughs> giant hoof smashing yeah. him in the face. That was very funny. And then at the end, he like embraces him. He's like, "You're good. You're a good fighter." <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, and then uh, after there, there's a little transition where you see the babies running. Which was very funny. Yeah. Um, oh, like in the track? Right, yeah. And we should say intercut with all these is the master dialectician storyline. Yes. And then um, that basically comes down to like uh, Amy Poehler has this kid who's a master dialectician. <laughs> Which is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. And it almost seems like it's parodying something, but yeah. I have no idea what it's parodying. It's parodying sports movies. Okay. Where there's like a gifted young person who needs a right. mentor. Right. Idiot savant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's like so ridiculous. Like he walks into the house, this older man, and he's like, he's like, very good hillbilly accent. Do you do any other Appalachian it's voices? It's also kind of like very insular to comedy and like yeah. sketch comedy and improv. I'm sure that started just with them like oh, yeah, joking sure. around, doing silly Probably voices. just on, on stage. It, yeah. it definitely seemed like an on-stage sketch that they kind of like made into a story. The other great thing about this is that they're all very bad generic accents. Like none yes. of these are good <laughs> yeah, or all impressive. Bad. Yeah, that was that was the funny part about it. And uh just a super cliché moment where the kid like starts to grow beyond his teacher and yes. he winds up in Central Park playing like this variant game of chess with this dude who was like the teacher's former student who was very gifted but gave it all away to get hooked on super cool which is their fictional drug that they do oh, at UCB. Right. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. And and he's like he's like they're changing dialects so fast they can't even hear words. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um and then yeah, I think it just kind of came down to like a a big championship or whatever yep. and Do you remember how he wins? <sighs> vaguely he's being beaten by this young kid yeah and then he pulls out the teacher's most famous voice that he did to win a championship when he was young which is the martian dialect oh right <laughs> he puts That's his right. two fingers up and yeah. he's like we are here too <laughs> yeah that was pretty good and uh then the the episode basically ends but it ends with like a uh, a hidden camera sketch. Well, there's a sketch about a woman who moves into a new neighborhood and she's got a toddler and they like go outside to sit oh, on the yes. lawn and the neighbors are like, oh, looks like you got a little slugger there, which is like an awkward thing that people say about babies. Like, oh, looks like a tough little right. guy, stuff That's like right. that. Yeah. So they just expound upon that. Like in this neighborhood, they actually fight their babies. Yeah. 
And uh, then, like you were saying, yeah, there was a, a hidden camera sketch where Amy Poehler is trying to get people like posters, flyers, for, yeah, for this baby fight. And I thought, to be honest, that was probably the funniest part of the entire episode. It <laughs> She's was like going into funny. stores asking if she can hang this flyer. Up. <laughs> yeah, and like, and everybody's no. so so taken aback like, by you it. Fight the babies. Yeah, and everyone's so offended about it, and uh, that was very funny. Um, then we get to um, the list of like YouTube sketches that you kind of put together. Yeah. Um, the first one, I believe, was the Ass Pennies. Yes. yes. Um, which is Matt Walsh, and uh, I don't remember what the other guy. I'm so name bad is. with their names. Yeah, and the other guy, <laughs> and they're they're just playing golf or whatever, and he's basically saying like, "Hey, um, I need to like stick it up to my boss or something." He's like, "I have a big job interview coming up, and I'm really intimidated right. by this guy. He's so successful." And he's like, "You're my older brother. You're really successful. How do you do it?" And he's like, "You have any techniques or or tricks?" Yeah. And he's like hesitant. He's like, "Well, you know." You may not have time. This is kind of a long-term strategy, but Jim, Jim, what does he tell him, basically? He basically says that in order to get, like, the upper hand on people, he puts pennies in his ass, and yeah. then he basically pays everybody in pennies so that everybody has his ass pennies. Yeah. Yeah, he and, did, like, the math, and he's, yeah, like, it's like statistically, millions of like, everybody has million. touched yeah. my ass penny. Yeah. And, and you know, you go into the funny. interview knowing, like, that man touched my ass penny. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, I know when I'm sitting across from him that he's touched something that's been up my ass, and I haven't touched anything that's been up his ass. <laughs> yeah, and it, it just he starts to lose funny. it at the end. He's screaming at other people on the golf course. You've yeah. all touched my ass, pennies. That's right. Yeah, and uh, it, it was pretty good. I definitely enjoyed that one. Um, and then it, it did definitely remind me of the um, the ass pretzels or the ass. Yeah, yeah, the chocolate covered pretzels from chocolate, Mall Rats. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I believe the next one was the fortune cookie bit. Yeah, fortune cookies in bed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen this entire sketch before because it seemed it's, very similar. It's very simple, and yeah. it's one of those ones like we talked about in the last episode where it just takes one punchline and just stretches it out for an absurd amount of time. Definitely, yeah. And uh, basically, um, everybody's opening up these fortune cookies, and then like the joke is that you have to say in bed at, at the end of every single one. Of course, everyone's is pretty funny, but it gets to one guy. He keeps opening them, and they're just, like, more and more, like... Emasculating. Right, And yeah. specific. Yeah. Yeah, and then... By even, the end, Amy Poehler opened one. <laughs> He's like, what does it say? And she's like, I don't want to say. Yeah. He's like, what does it say? And she's like, it's just a thumbs down. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, maybe it's upside down. No. And she shows it, and it's a thumbs down. <laughs> the side down. The side down. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. And he's like, that's it. He's like knocks everything off the table. We're going to do it right here. I'm going to prove to everyone. Yeah. And then we have, I believe is the poo stick. Yes. Is next. How do you, you don't even have notes in front of you. How do you know this? Because I watched it this morning. Is he an idiot savant? Dan? Maybe. He's Maybe. Got a better I, I memory than I do have my phone out here. Do you, are you looking at notes? No. Then he pulls up his phone. I'm not. Uh, well, I, I saw that I wrote okay. down notes for on. the next one. We but can move uh, on. Poo stick. Yeah, poo stick. Um, this sketch was fine. I think it was mostly just to uh, add into the next one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a dude who buys like a, a thing of poo stick or it's whatever. It's a self sort defense of. store that yeah. only sells one item, which is a <laughs> stick with a piece of poo on yeah. it. Yeah. Although there is one great little moment in this, which is that um, he's like, "Don't even try to make one yourself." He's like. My son tried to make his own poo stick and he died. Oh, yeah. That blew was up funny. in his face. And he's like, how did poop kill him? And he's like, well, it didn't, but it was all in his hair. So his mother and I wouldn't let him in the house and he died of exposure. <laughs> yeah, that was good. 
Um, and then the next one, we've all talked about it before. We've definitely mentioned it on the show is is the uh, titular. Yeah. Uh, I line. say this at least once a week. Yeah. We, since we, I've seen the skit 20 years ago. Yeah, we, we've talked about it a lot on the show. I've definitely seen it before. It's very funny. Uh, basically, the the whole idea behind it is like this dude in a video store keeps on saying is like, oh, you know, like I've, I had the titular line in Star Wars. I was in that movie. Yeah. And everyone's in like, the dude's like, were you or whatever? He's like, yeah, I had the titular line. And um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I was on the Millennium Falcon when Han Solo was trying to teach um, Luke Skywalker how to fly the Millennium Falcon. He's and, like he was holding on to his feathers. Yeah. The Millennium like, Falcon is a ship. Yeah. And uh, he was basically saying, like, well, I was a stowaway. And I just, <laughs> I had the I had the titular line. I was like, I'm so sick and tired of all these Star Wars. And um, so good. Yeah. It was very funny. And the dude was like, that wasn't in the movie. He was like, oh, yeah, it was cut from the movie. Don't worry about it. And um, and then he said, well, I also had the titular mm-hmm. line at, um out of, of Africa. out of Africa. I just can't wait to get out of Africa. <laughs> yeah, and I just like how like they're so similar to each other like, too, which is so funny. Hello, Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um basically that entire sketch goes places because like he's like, "Well, I have I have it in, at home or whatever. I'll show it to you tomorrow." And um it, so he brings it in and he films over out of Africa and he's, he basically <laughs> he's says like, that's like, just you in a McDonald's. Yeah, that was very good. And uh, he's like, well, I have it on. I, I hate to like break it to you, but I have the film reel right here. We could watch it. And so he tries to burn it <laughs> and uh, it, it just goes absurd places. And um, and how does it wrap up, Jim? The reason why I had to include the poo stick. Yeah. Is so you would understand why. Yeah. He's he holding a poo stick to his own head, which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. He's like, say I had the titular line in Star Wars. That's right. Yeah. You and, had the uh, titular and the title line. <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. I didn't even remember the poo stick in that sketch. So I was like, oh, that's pretty good. I understand why you put that in there now. Yeah, there's a. I actually had a hard time choosing some stuff from this show because there's, mm-hmm. a, although it's not as fluid as some sketch comedy sh- series, there are a lot of callbacks, like little one-liner jokes yeah. and stuff through right. per episode. Like I even told Jimmy off mic because I realized like it's not a big deal, but it would like help make some sense is mm-hmm. the whole super cool thing. They established right. early on in the show that super cool is a fictional drug that's basically like a pixie stick mm-hmm. that like that's their drug in this show. Right. Um, the next sketch is one of my favorites, and it's not one that's talked about a lot, but it's bug the, juice. the bug juice sketch. Yes. Such a classic concept. Yeah. Basically, they're at like a... Um, a Christian summer camp. A Christian summer camp, and uh, somebody drank the bug juice. And of course, you see the one of the people from UCB. I don't remember his name. Matt Besser. Yeah, Matt Besser. Oh, right. Yeah. He's he, like this uh, little shitty kid. Yeah. And he has like red all over him. He clearly drank the bug. <laughs> like juice. we all had that kid. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. in our f- gr- friend group, just yeah. dirty and stained all the time. <laughs> he has like a rat tail. Yeah, that was very funny. Do you guys remember the Disney program Bug Juice? It I was like familiar. Sort of, it was yeah. like the real world for ten year olds. Yeah, they filmed it at like a camp, right? Yeah, mm, that's funny. So, anyways, was, like be- there was drama too because because it's a Christian camp. And he's like, okay, we're not gonna watch the movie until someone admits that they drank the bug juice, and Besser's <laughs> yeah. not admitting it. Yeah, so he's like, 
He's like, that's it. I'm going to start running laps. And you kids know I have a bad heart and I'm going to carry <laughs> these weights. So that's the concept. And then it keeps advancing further yeah. and further. Until it's he's like, like, oh, I'm going to spray bug spray in my face. <laughs> and Amy Poehler is this goody two-shoe kid at camp. She's yeah. like, I did it. I did it. And he's like, you're a liar. He's like, you've sinned before God. Pray on that. Yeah, that was really it funny. It ends up with him running on broken glass. Uh, one of my favorite parts is like, He's like, Besser raises his hand. He's like, I have something to confess. And they're like, thank God. Thank God you're ready to confess. And he's like, I confess that I'm very bored. And Jesus tells me I need to shoot hoops. (laughs) (laughs) And it was also very funny. I think early on, they were just like, come on we want to watch porkies and then we were, we're like we're going gonna to watch, watch porkies <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was it was a very funny sketch i'm glad that you included that one because it was very good mm-hmm. i think it was one of the best ones in there and then the last one was uh the prostitute cafe prostitute barista, barista that's yeah. right and uh basically amy poehler plays a, a, somebody applying to be a barista <laughs> but she's clearly uh, a sex worker and um everybody <laughs> she just keeps on like uh, Matt Walsh is reading um, the resume. resume. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hmm, a list of do's and don'ts. I haven't seen this on a resume before. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like abbreviated or whatever. And she's saying like, what each of the abbreviations mean. And yeah. it was very funny. I won't S your D and you can't see on my F. Yeah. It was very good. And um, it, this is it, also sort of compiles, uh, comes into another thing, which is uh or another running gag in this show, which is that um, people, some people hate astronauts. Like it's a racist thing. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. So that's that transcended this show. Yeah. With with this group of people, they yeah. just they hate astronauts because they say it's a waste of resources that you can be spending <laughs> this money to like make Earth better, that's but funny. you're you're putting it all into going to outer. And it's it's kind of tongue in cheek, but also kind of true. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think somebody probably just said it as a joke. Exactly. And, and they were like, no, really. It feels let's, like let's they were hanging going. out, this group of friends. Yeah. Someone was like, you know what's a waste? Astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely. In the course of this show, it becomes like a racist thing. Like, yeah. they're like, we don't want astronauts in our neighborhood. <laughs> so the idea that, like, Matt Walsh wants to become an astronaut is just like a funny tongue in cheek thing. That's funny. And they start training. Like, he starts training her as a barista and she starts training him as an astronaut. Yeah. And that's basically how it ends. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all right. That's, yeah. that's that's UCB, everybody. Yeah. Moving on to Human Giant, Jimmy. Is this your first time watching Human Giant? It was, as far as I know. It sounded like when's the theme song started playing? It sounded really familiar. I don't know if the it theme was song like, is just like generic late aughts, yeah, garbage sure. rock and roll, um, yeah. it, new metal. Yeah, I have. It feels like I've seen it before, but I don't think I ever have, which is very strange. Oh. Um, so the first episode, it starts off with obviously quick little throwaway sketch. Yeah, um, sketch. <laughs> I love that. It's halfway between, between a sketch and a, a sketch. Yeah. sketch. It's a sketch, right? And um, a sketchy. The only thing I really remember about it is Aziz Ansari just jumping out of the window, which I thought was very yeah. Funny. So Paul Shear and Rob Hubel they sit down as Aziz. Oh, they're Ansari, playing a game, right? And they're like, "Hey, play this game. You really have to focus." And then it's like one of those pop up scares, like yeah, a ghost oh, yeah, comes that's what it was. and Aziz yeah. just screams absurdly loud, and then just like. <laughs> Jumps gets out. up out of his chair and jumps out the window and then the yeah. episode starts that's the whole yeah. joke and, super uh, simple yeah i thought that was a great way to, to like kind of introduce the entire series and then we have um the first real sketch yeah. which is Shutterbugs, which is um it's basically like shutterfly but they're um 
they're like a modeling agency for babies and kids yes and um it's they're just like yelling absurd stuff uh to these kids which is very funny it reminds me a lot of the um the baby skit that will ferrell did with uh yeah it was around the same time right i don't know which came first yeah um but there's also a really funny thing in here when they introduce both of their characters as samir and bill and then somebody immediately confuses (laughs) them and they call aziz samir that's right i feel like i've seen that before i don't know if other people have done that i'm sure they have it's a very easy joke right and it was very funny and um and then i think from there we go into the first mine explosion bit no, there was a few things before that. Was there? The one where they're just walking in the woods and they find the money. Oh, yeah, that was very... F- I didn't take notes on that. Funny everything. money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They end up, like, killing each other because they find this abandoned truck full of what they think is... First, he's like $600,000, and then a minute later, he's like, this half a million dollars is going to tear our friendship what apart. What happened to the other $100,000? And then they all start to like, <laughs> yeah. there's like a Mexican standoff, and then... There's a yeah. great little piece of visual effects, which is like super simple, but effective, where Aziz Ansari hits Rob Hubel in the leg with a <laughs> with a shovel, <laughs> and, yeah. it just snaps and the leg <laughs> snaps with half. That was really funny. And then... Uh, he crawls to the money. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it was funny money. He moves the band and there's like a hedgehog on it or like yeah. a groundhog. That, that was very good and very funny. Yeah. Um, and then we get into... Um, there's a couple small skits like interlaced. And this is the attack dog where... Oh, yeah, that's right. Aziz that was this episode. Is, he's in college and his professor's like talking to him about you know his homework or he's like you failed this midterm yeah there's yeah. nothing you could do and then about Aziz it pulls out a dog whistle and blows it <laughs> and then an attack dog just comes and jumps on him a huge german and the shepherd professor was like you pass i'm sorry <laughs> this yeah. was like a little funny like sideways thing because when that first happened i assumed that he intended the dog to attack the professor and the dog like messed up yeah but then the, <laughs> then the camera zooms in on him and he's smiling as he's getting attacked by a dog yeah that was really and he good. tells his friends about how effective this is and then we see um i forget which one of them it was i think it was think paul, paul sheer yep. he's getting dumped she's like it's just not working out and he's like wait are you breaking up with me and then before she can say anything he blows the whistle and the dog starts attacking him she's like no no i'm sorry it's okay yep that was and, and then good. we get into the first illusionator skin which is right, i always yeah. just call mind explosion because it's right. like two chris angels it's like john satan and bob devil or something like that. they have the funniest yeah. names yeah it was super good so rob riggle is just sitting down who oh, he was yeah. on snl for a season yep. he's like uh on the daily show and stuff at that time and they just do a card trick and they call a cell phone and then he turns oh, yeah. around and they're gone <laughs> and it like blows his mind. He's like, that was the greatest trick ever. Cause a lot of Super like, good. like especially Chris Angel or even David Blaine, you know, they don't really have personalities. They just kind of stand there stoic and right. do their magic. And then you watch to see the reaction of the people. So yeah. that's what this is. This is kind of a play on things. Right. Yeah. And obviously it's kind of funny because obviously it's parroting something that's like 15 years ago at this point. But you um, still know Chris yes. Angel. I've oh, been, yeah, for I've sure. been seen a new Chris Angel episode in 15 years, <laughs> and I still know who he is. That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, even even though it's like referencing something super old, it was still super funny. And uh, Mind I, I def- explosion. <laughs> yeah, the editing of it all was just really funny, too. It just seemed like very much of oh, that like the era. sepia tone, slow. Right. And it just goes to like negative for a second. <laughs> yeah, it was super funny. Then we get into a skit. I put the first episode on here because I do like all of these skits, but this this one to me, I always remember, especially a couple of years ago when they brought back Crystal Pepsi. 
I always oh, think right. about this kid. It's Paul's time machine. So yeah. this is 2008. Crystal Pepsi's been done for like 15 years. Yeah. And they walk in on Paul Shear just drinking like two <laughs> liter upon two liter. Yeah. Hey, man, how'd you get that? Oh, I used my time machine to go back to 1995. Oh, so so you saw your dad one last time before his heart attack? And then it just like zooms in on him. He's like, you can, you can, you can see through it. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. He just like slowly. He's like, and, I see you. And it's only like a two minute skit. Yeah. But like later on throughout the series, they have recurring things and like mm. the time machine thing comes back. Oh, really? So that's yeah, cool. that's that's just keep that in your mind when oh, okay. when you're choosing, Jim. Yeah, that was very funny, too. And then I believe the the attack dog skit comes back. Yeah. Well, they're, they're two businessmen in the <laughs> yeah. bathroom and they're using a urinal. <laughs> And they're it, using a urinal and then the and other Rob's dude's boss like, is like did you just look at my dick <laughs> he's like oh no he's just like look at my penis yeah and he blows a whistle and the dog jumps through the urinal <laughs> that killed me it was so good <laughs> i don't know it, obviously it was special effects but the dog jumping through the urinal really got me i was like who thought about this Another skit that i've always remembered from watching this is the mother and son moving company yeah i always think about like that parent strength like your yep. kids in trouble so they they hire uh linda cartellini yep uh to be their mover and she shows up with her like five-year-old son <laughs> yeah obviously you're thinking like oh this kid's not gonna be able to lift anything but like turns out it's because she has like the, the maternal strength of like adrenaline whenever the son's in danger i couldn't get into that sketch too much well one thing pulled me out of it. i mean it ended up being very funny like when she knocked the piano on him yeah yeah but uh you guys know who the kid was? Yeah, he's from like the middle or something. Yeah, and and he has like this is like always wacky to me. It's like the Gary Coleman thing where he has like some disease or disorder yeah, that makes him look like a child all the he time. He wasn't yeah. like thirty. He's still no, I know. He but... was still young there. He looks a few years. I was young. like, he's is just that like the kid from the middle? And then I was like, it is. Is he like eighteen there? <laughs> But it's funny. I think he's like 18 now. Yeah, so that uh, it was so just that, funny. Uh, like she crawls under the piano and I'm like, oh, is that it? Just being under the piano? And then she kicks out the leg of the piano. She's like, sorry, son. Yeah, that's like, ah, really I'm trapped. Yeah, and so then, there's vignettes of her just like moving heavy furniture right. on her own. But then a, a shelf falls on Paul Shear and she can't lift it. And they're like, maybe if you adopt him, you could do it. So they cut to three days later and he's still under the shelf screaming <laughs> for three days. So they sign yeah. all the paperwork. She becomes a stepmom and she can't lift it. And then I forgot how this ended. But when it happened, I laughed my ass off. That little kid shows back up and he's like, you can never love an adopted son as much as a real son. I was like, this is so terrible and funny. It was really good. And then it's like brought to you by the Anti-Adoption Association. How did I not even realize that was Linda Cardellini? I was like so focused on I had on to look kid. it up. I, I was like, she looks really familiar. And I looked it up and it was her. Probably the blonde hair. And then yes. we get to the final uh, skit of the episode. It's Which is another Illusionators again yeah. at a funeral. <laughs> yeah. He obviously comes up to a dude at a, at a funeral and he's like, pick a card he's like this is my dad's funeral he's like pick a card so he picks the card and then <laughs> the dad comes out of the, the grave is this, he says, is this your card grandpa <laughs> and then he goes back to being dead and when they're interviewing him after he's like that was the best magic trick ever there's no way my dad was in on it because he was dead Sorry, yeah. it's really good and really funny and i thought that was just such a strong way to end the episode i thought it was okay 
no, and then we get on I to it was good. that was the first episode of the series. This is the last episode of the series. Really, season two, oh, episode six. That's unfortunate. Wow. I thought it was season one, episode six. I wrote down for some reason. Well, whatever oh, no, it was, it, I'm you sorry. watched the sorry. link that I sent you. Yes, I did. Yes. So Montana Meth. What do you think about this, Jim? Um. So this one, uh, Rob Hubel is playing like a news anchor, and yeah. uh, it, basically Aziz keep, keeps on saying like, "Oh, we did. We already did like a, a news story on this. You have to call it these different names or whatever." So he's just going down the list of names for like Crystal Meth, I think it yeah. was, and uh, it was just increasingly funny because right. he kept on saying different versions of it. Cut. And, we uh, use that one. We use Gene Wilder's burning <laughs> ball set or whatever. Yeah. And his news anchor voice, I think, was actually really good, too. Yeah. He did a really good job doing that. Um, yeah, I thought that I, I thought that was kind of the weakest sketch in the, in the episode, um, but it was still pretty funny. Um, the reason I put this episode is because of Vin Diesel. Or Osama, Osama Vin Diesel is one of the funniest sketch comedy bits I've oh ever God, seen. Dude. And it's been playing in my head for 14 years. <laughs> I'm so glad that you put it in this episode because it was really good. Uh, basically, everybody comes in like basically Steel Team 6 style trying to get uh, Osama Bin Laden. But it turns out it's Osama Bin Diesel. I was the act of Vin Diesel, and then I was bit by a radioactive Osama Osama Bin Laden. Laden. Yeah, and then he sort of, like, trains into a a version of Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, he he tells the whole long story, but then he keeps retelling it. Yes, that that was the funny part. He kept on telling the same story. I woke up and I had a beard and camo clothing and an affinity for caves, and I live here now. Yeah, that was really good. Um, The next one was... um, the sci-fi oh, makeup. Yep. Paul Shear is playing like an actor who like is basically like Worf from um Or like uh, on Babylon Five. Right. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. That one with the prosthetics yeah, on. He, he has a lot of prosthetics on, so he gets face altering surgery to look like that character. And of course, as soon as he comes back, that show gets canceled. So he's trying to be an actor in Hollywood with that face and he just can't make anything. And then he tries to audition for the movie based on the show that he was on and he can't even get that part. And then it cuts into like a vignette of him in his apartment, just like <laughs> crying, just crying, and throwing, throwing up, up in the toilet. And it's just so funny because he's in this like really good prosthetics. Right. And uh, then he finally gets a role as a human and like, I can't do that. It's, <laughs> that's not my face. And then he has to sit six hours a day to yeah. get a human makeup. It, it, I, I love that that kind of just came full circle. I think that was just like a perfectly written sketch. It was really funny. Um, the next one the was TV acting reel, which was just Paul Shear playing different characters. Oh, that's right. That's what was. Or the wait, next no, one. that. Well, I skipped right. by accident. Uh, yeah, we Whatever. could talk about that real quick where he's just playing different like actors as like a. Um, he's basically playing all the different parts of a courtroom. Yeah. yeah. Which was very funny. And it was just like edited very poorly and yes. really and then, bad accents. At the end, it just showed his height and he was like available now, which was very <laughs> funny too. Um, the next one, which I think is probably my favorite sketch. I forgot all about this one <laughs> until I saw it. And I was watching this last night in bed yeah. and I, I laughed so loud. I thought I woke up my child. So basically, he's like saying that he needs to get the upper hand on somebody. So in order to do that, he taught himself how, how to levitate. And the way that he levitates is he just screams very loud and it destroyed me. It was like literally one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. And it's just because like, obviously it's probably hard to levitate. Yeah, it's just for like so CEOs he's just like, to levitate. Ah! 
Wow, we're wearing headphones. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to much. go away from the microphone. But, yeah, it's uh, just like screaming, like yeah. floating through an office and screaming. <laughs> I don't know why it was it's so funny. Visually very entertaining <laughs> and just mentally stimulating. And when he started doing the light bulb as he's screaming, I thought it was just like great. It was like chef's kiss. It was so good. <laughs> and then it cuts to the other CEOs, just like every day with this. <laughs> And then I believe is the last uh, mine explosion. There's there's a very small Osama bin Diesel one. Oh, he, right. He's just talking to a guy fishing. <laughs> he just cuts. He was like, I was bit by a radioactive Osama bin Laden. Yeah. And he's like, OK. Yeah. I get it. it you really see, good. because he was dealing with nuclear weapons and he became radioactive. <laughs> and I love how he says a Osama bin Laden. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. radioactive Osama bin Laden. Yeah, it's implying a, that there's more. Yes. Yeah, and then we get to the last Illusionators mind freaking thing with uh, Doctor Jam. Yes. Uh, so they basically came to him. They're like, "Hey, pick a card or whatever." And then um, I don't remember what the exact illusion was. Yeah. So he picks the five of hearts, and then they're like, "Check your pocket." He pulls out this digital camera, oh, and there's yes, a picture there's a of picture the three of them, of them <laughs> holding the card. And then they just walk away, and the music gets really slow, and it's just focused on him. And he, it's yeah. like. He's it having like an world. existential yeah. crisis. Yeah. He's like sitting down on the curb when he just walks slowly into <laughs> ongoing traffic. <laughs> he does that. And then it, it, it like fades to white. And you just hear a car crash, which is funny. And uh, I believe that's it's, how the episode yeah, ends. That's how it ends. Yes. That's that human giant. Human giant. Is... Dan, why don't we uh, yeah. why don't we try to put our cases? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm in an interesting position this episode because you like human giant more than you thought you would. No, I liked Human Giant. Okay. Um, I still think UCB should win, but I'm in an interesting position because on the last episode, the f- which was the first episode of our Showdown series, I had to make the argument that um, I think he should leave, should move on because it gave Jimmy more belly laughs and it was more fitting to his sense of humor. How the turntables. <laughs> and Jeff had to make the argument that Mr. Show should move on because of its historical importance and because of its wealth right, of yeah. content. And now I have to literally make the exact opposite <laughs> argument. But I think that argument is even, the divide is even greater when it comes to Upright Citizens Brigade and Human Giant. Because, and Jeff, don't take this the wrong way. I appreciate Human Giant. I love these three comedians. But Human Giant is literally forgotten by history. I have not heard the name Human Giant in years. We'll see how I think you should leave is doing in 12, 13 years. I'm, I'm That's not, true, actually. I'm not saying it's their fault. I think it was funny, and I think the actors went on to great success. But, Jimmy, if you're talked into, if you want to continue with Human Giant. It might be a giant, thing too, because MTV shows are always forgotten. I agree. I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm just saying it's very difficult. Jeff had a hard time just finding ways for us to watch Human Giant content. Yeah. I, had, I couldn't find UCB. You have the DVDs. It was difficult That's for true. me to find. Well, anyways, Upright <laughs> Citizens Brigade, it's on Amazon Prime. You could rent it. You couldn't do that with Human No, John. it was uh, not in the region. Whatever. Whatever. A- anyways, Upright Citizens Brigade had three full seasons, and then Jeff totally blew my mind over this past two weeks by revealing that there was a reboot that I guess was done for a failed streaming platform. Did yeah, you know I this? didn't. I found it. it I blew mm-hmm. my own mind, and then I blew you guys. Yeah, <laughs> minds. <laughs> it was. It was called the UCB show, I think. Yeah, and uh, I guess it was the same four cast members. They got back together and did one season for some hmm. streaming platform that went under. I don't know where it exists. So how many episodes? How many, how long is it? What the UCB show? Three seasons. 
No, the UCB. Oh, show. I think it was one season. Be- I'm gonna let you. Fi- I'm gonna let you finish, dog. But using that same argument, Human Giant did a 24 hour MTV takeover. There's okay. 24 hours of Human Giant. <laughs> well, I'm not content. done with UCB. They also have a full length movie called Ass Cat. Yeah, it's like a live show that they recorded. It's they they have a lot of different stuff. There's yep. also like we didn't even delve into the extended members of Upright Citizens Brigade, like Horatio Sands and things like that. Well, this that. is the show. This isn't I know. Okay. Well, all I'm saying, Jim, is there's a lot more to come. Right. They, I had a hard time choosing what to include in this round because like <clears throat> Jeff said that I didn't even pick the best episode, which, you know, it's debatable. There's a lot of great episodes we'll from that, that first run. So I think if you were to pick Upright Citizens Brigade, there's a lot more that you can see and enjoy. So my my defense is I told you guys in text I had some revelations, nothing major, mm-hmm. but I went into this knowing or thinking UCB is going to win. I love UCB. It's better than Human Giant. I like Human Giant, but it's a corny show. After watching these, I like UCB a little less than I did before. Which I still love, and I like Human Giant. Human Giant was a lot funnier than I remember it being. So I'm actually, I actually switched my own opinion on this. <laughs> but also, Jim, yeah. we we t- this is a little unfair. So I'm going to use Dan's argument. Human Giant is, I think it's like 13 or 14 episodes total. You mm-hmm. know, it was two short seasons, um, and that that's all you have. But UCB, yeah, it's three seasons. Dan picked one full episode which was fine it was a good episode he even admitted he had trouble finding one full episode that was like really solid mm. and then he gave us a stack i never playlist. admitted that he gave us a stacked playlist with all of the very best ucb skits which are my mm-hmm. fi- ass pennies poop stick titular character those are some of the greatest sketch comedy sketches skits skets of all time he stacked this playlist mm. there's a so, lot more that could be included. there is a lot more but i'm saying this is a stacked list and if he wins if ucb wins what are you gonna put there's no titular there's no poo stick you can't stack another playlist dan you can put good skits but you can't stack it you can't <laughs> so jimmy <laughs> just like last episode first we're gonna ask you who won and then we'll get your opinions on the, the individual shows right so jimmy between upright citizens brigade and human giant who wins round two of the sketch comedy showdown human giant <laughs> as we were talking about Oof. it i knew it and dan silence too. was so angry he, he, yeah. he knew it was hold on hold on Oh, Jeff's going to move the tag. I'm going to move the tag. A lot of stretching going on. So Human Giant uh, moves on to the semifinals to face I Think You Should Leave. I mean, it's an interesting matchup. Uh, It's controversial. Is it controversial? I I think that it's paired well, actually. It is, but if you look at who they left behind, it's you crazy. could have oh, easily right. predicted a Mr. Show versus Upright Citizens Brigade semifinals. That's where semifinals. I thought it was going to go. Um, That's what I thought, too. This is <clears throat> Jimmy's a millennial, right. right? Are we millennials? Are you um, Gen Z? No. I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a zillennial. They kind I don't of put care. me in the middle. Yeah. I really don't. Care We're like it. that, too. Yeah. Round three is the one that I'm very, very. Don't scared move of. on yet, Jeff. We oh, have yeah. to ask Jimmy. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I'm sorry. Jimmy, were you talked into Upright Citizens Brigade? 
Yeah, uh, very loosely, I would say. I'm not very strongly uh, minded about UCB. Um, Strong minded, okay. Yeah, I thought it was fine. That would be um, super fun if he wasn't talking to you, <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, not really. Um, but yeah, UCB I thought was very clever. There's some very funny sketches. Actually talking about it seemed funnier than like actually sitting and watching it. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just means they're kind of more like thinkers and a little bit more absurd or whatever. And uh, just sort of like explaining the joke sometimes is funnier than the actual joke. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was decent and it was very funny at some points. Um, I thought the uh, master dialectician sketch was okay and you seemed like you were very into it. Yeah, it, I thought it, it was okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was all that funny. I love that sketch. Um it seems like a very you sketch. So I, I feel like if I had chosen a different full episode, this might have been a different outcome. But well, maybe you, yeah. won't, you can't find out now. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, I thought it was very funny, though. And um, I yeah. would love to sit down off pod with you without all the constraints of this showdown series and just watch like the first two episodes and see what you think of like a. I'm pretty sure we've watched wider before. A um, bucket of truth. Yeah. Round three. I'm worried about. Oh. Kids in the hall. It's my pick. I didn't even give my overall thoughts about Human Giant. Yeah, he didn't. Did I skip it again? Yes, yeah. you did. I skipped it again. Even Jeff thing. doesn't like Human Giant. <laughs> <laughs> did I talk you into Human Giant? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. It was it was some of the funniest things that I've ever seen. Like it, it was very surprising. I did not think that I was going to like it going in. Although I do like all of those comedians, but like we said, it's just something that people aren't talking about. So, uh, yeah, it was just very I mean, surprising. I remember downloading and burning all of those to one DVD yeah. and just playing it at parties. But I feel like you are in the minority. I was discussing I this yeah. showdown series with um, some guys in my band, and uh, they're pretty, you know, in touch with sketch comedy. And they literally knew every name I threw out except for Human Giant. But th- that's a th- once people see it, then they're like, oh, oh yeah. I'm not discrediting yeah. its quality. I'm just saying to Jimmy's defense. Yeah, it's not like people are like, yo, did you see Human Giant yet? It's also right. like MTV is really bad at releasing things on DVD. Yeah. How long and, did like, it take? Just I've barely is, seen the state and that's this like is their on most DVD, one. but it's like very hard to find. They're right. expensive and the state is streaming on Paramount Plus now. Yeah. Uh, but like this isn't. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was very funny. And uh it, it it all came down to the guy who was screaming while levitating. <laughs> that one really got me. I totally fr- and as soon as I saw it, I remembered laughing at it, and yeah. it's just so good. Yeah, that was really so. Funny. Round round three, everybody. Yeah, kids in the hall versus Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Chappelle show. show the Dave Chappelle's guys. Don't try to tank it by mispronouncing the name. <laughs> it's kids in the hall versus Loser. Chappelle show. Two great historic sketch comedy series yeah this is the one i was actually most looking forward to oh my god i'm so scared because chappelle shows very good it is it's very good oh we'll have to find out which one moves on it is more modern but it's also 18 years old yeah so it's not it's not like it's new that right. is insane that it's 18 years I mean, old. It started, I it started eight years after Kids in the Hall ended. So there's not a <laughs> not a huge gap. Culturally, very different. Uh, white Canadians and uh, black American, very different. But we will we'll get into that next week.
In the meantime, Jeff, uh, where can people find the podcast? You can find us at talkmeinto.com if you want, for some weird reason. We're on patreon.com slash talkmeinto. Check out how we drafted this. There's Only five there. bucks a month, and you could see how we drafted this sh- the sketch comedy you showdown. You could see our collector's editions. You could hear exclusive episodes of talking shit and talk to myself. full episode each month that you're only going to hear on our Patreon. Talking shit's like one of my favorite things we've done, so uh, give it a give They're it a good. They're yeah, fun. They're fun. Yeah. Patreon.com slash talk me into and, and we're also on Twitter at talk me into. We're on Instagram at talk me into pod. This guy, he gives me the, he gives me the task. He's trying to help out. Thanks. Dan, where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter tweeting under the name Danny underscore breakdown. You can check out my band. We've got new music coming out all the time. We're on Bandcamp. Just search Disqualifier. That's the name. That's the new name, Disqualifier. Jimmy, where can people find you online? You can find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N E V A F I T C H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Jeff, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at J E F F F F F two seven. That's Jeff with five Fs. That was only four Fs. F F F F F. No, it was five. There were only four. I counted. Maybe I'll have to change Stop it. Stop recording. Play it back. I'm going to have to change it to Jeff with four Fs. <laughs> just be like, you were wrong, Jim. Like, it's always been Jeff with four Fs yeah. at number 27. Just gaslight me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Dan peeing. Yup. He's rich, bitch. Rap bottles of history. Oh, we still have one more. Um... <laughs> yeah, we'll have to double up because I got two YouTube comments that I want to read. Okay. YouTube. Don't. Uh... My record collection. <laughs> what if God was one of us? <laughs> Why? <laughs> just a tw- like That's one of us. It's oh. not? No, just oh. a slot is in there. Just a slut in his god butt. <laughs> Does God have a butt? Or is he just like an essence? God the Father and God the Spirit do not have butts, but God the Son definitely has a sweet Jesus Christ. Literally. Jimmy, you keep pulling this table. I'm sorry. You've done it like six times since we record. I'm going to put the break on. <laughs> It's the um, carpet. It's not the yeah, cable. Yeah, it's the carpet. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy, yeah. start this shit. This week is a sketch comedy showdown. Round two. Upright Citizens Brigade versus Human what? Giant. That's not what we did. <laughs> what is You're it? supposed to throw to Dan yeah. and then say verses and then throw to me. Oh, I'm sorry. Jimmy got so and he, hard. He, he, I was very he excited. He just said a word. Did you say Brown Town? No. You, uh, round two. He oh, said. Round two. You could cut, right? Just say round two one more time. Or do it all over and keep this all at the end. It's funny. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I, I blanked out. I don't even remember Jimmy's. I don't remember him introducing Brainstorming. It brainstorming oh, that was weird <laughs> yeah it was a weird one i've had donating books on my list to talk about for like six months now yeah i do that too i have like three things i haven't used i, I struggled real hard coming up with talking myself into i, I literally did. did nothing this week if you let the fart out and then clench your cheeks at the right moment like 70 percent way the way through the fart you get this really cool effect where it's like it's like womp 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 <laughs> fucking okay. cool dude that's fucking the coolest thing I've ever heard <laughs> you're jealous 
you probably can't do it because you don't have saggy cheeks. You don't have cake. <laughs> you don't have cake. Jeffrina farts louder than any human I've ever heard. It is crazy. The volume that comes out of that little <laughs> fart factory. <clears throat> Tear me up my heart when I'm with you. UCB first, right? <laughs> 